Hey, young world, we're back with a fresh squeeze episode of With a Plum, a show about the history, culture, and happenings in the beautiful game. We're your hosts, Marco Van Rajasthan. Yes, what's up, man? Hey, hey. And yours truly, Nim Nim. Uh, Raj, when we started this show, I never thought by the time we got to our fourth episode, uh, you know, we'd have listeners in nine different countries and already, I think, 17 or 18 states in the U.S. I um, mean, I thought it would be more, so I'm a little bit disappointed. <laughs> Point taken. All I'm trying to say is I'm beyond grateful for everyone who tunes in. Hopefully, we're, we continue to create content that you guys keep coming back for and let us know uh, what you'd like to hear more of. On that note, Raj, tell us, what jersey are you wearing today? Ooh, today's a big day. I'm wearing a 2015... 2016 sporting lisbon away shirt oh um that will make sense as this episode carries on but yeah i got this jersey in lisbon shout to lisbon one of the best cities in the world i got this when i was out there in the summertime of 2015 this jersey is dope it's like the black and the gray with the green stripes you can uh see the picture of it on our instagram account coming coming soon yeah, actually, for, for those of uh, you in the game that maybe don't know who Sporting Lisbon are, they're one of the three most storied teams out of uh, Portugal. The other two, of course, being Porto and Benfica. Uh, but all three teams have uh, produced, you know, my God, how many, <laughs> how many years of talent? Who knows? But uh... <laughs> Well, one of them everyone knows, the famous number seven. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I figured. But he might he might pop up later on. Mm-hmm. For this episode, we decided to switch things up a bit as we gear up for Euro 2020. The qualifiers are happening. It's international break right now. So we're going to start with Raj asking me questions about what team I like and why I like them and so on and so forth. And then we're going to flip the table and I'm going to ask big man questions. That's going to be the highlight of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Hi, Mama. Hit me. Yeah, let's go. As qualifiers have started and some more happening today, tomorrow, over time. Big name. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So first question. Mm-hmm. Which country are you, big name, excited about heading into Euro 2020? Netherlands, no question. The Netherlands, okay, good pick, good shout, good shout, good shout. Okay, next question. Now you tell me three players you think fans, you know, neutral or otherwise, should be paying attention to and why. First and foremost, no questions and my brother Raj isn't going to love this. The best center back in the world, Virgil van Dijk. He's really the only center back I know in the game right now that completely dominates. I mean, he reminds me of 
the Rio Ferdinands and the Vidiches and the Baresis and the Costacortas and the Nestas, aggressive, um, strong, brilliant. Like his positioning uh, is just magnificent. Every time I watch him, and, and he's, he's in that ripe age, right? He's 27 years old, at least has another five to six years at this level in him. Just super excited to see him right now. Yeah, I mean, definitely the best center back in the world right now. Yeah, he's my number one. Number two, Frankie de Jong. Um, brilliant, 21 years old. Ajax's you know, current star heading to Barcelona next year. Can't wait to see him in that fold. He's just brilliant on the ball. For such a young guy, he, he has a lot of poise. His passes are brilliant. Plays box to box. Love that about him. Big fan of him. Super He's my number two. Making. He's my number two. Now, uh, number three, my heart's a little torn, so I'm going to give you like a 3A and a 3B. Classic and... Nima happening right now. <laughs> so my, my 3A is Gigi Wijnaldum. Again, another Liverpool guy. Um, he's sort of an unsung hero. You know, he, he plays quietly in the middle of the park, but he really affects a ton of play. He's almost always the, the pass before the assist. Breaks a play. And, of course, uh, uh, against Belarus, he actually scored a goal. Well-deserved. So he's my 3A. I think he's an influential player. And he'll, he'll really enable Frankie de Jong to, to play more freely, which... Very excited for that. And again, he's 28. He's in that ripe age. So my 3B is someone that I've always rooted for and I want him to do well. And, you know, he sort of had a, you know, it's Memphis Depay. You know, was brilliant, came to United, earned that contract, and then just kind of fell off. Um, you know, he's back. He's, he's in, he plays in France now. And he's having a bit of a resurgence. I loved seeing him against Belarus the other day. He, he, he had a hand in almost every goal. Actually, I think all the goals. Scored a couple, had a couple assists. It's nice to see him exerting his dominance and just technical abilities. And he's still young. He's 25. And also, one of the reasons I love this Dutch team is you have a really good mix in age. I know that's not the question you asked, but I just wanted to put that out there. They have, a, they have a good range of players who are sort of in the peak moments in their careers. Um, that's one of the main reasons I'm excited about this Dutch team. That's um, awesome. And it's, it seems that you're playing by your own rules in this format. <laughs> just naming 100 players. Um, no, I agree with you. And um, yeah, Memphis obviously is disappointing and someone I could talk about for 30 hours um, <laughs> he's finally taking himself seriously which is why he's playing better uh -huh. um, he didn't do that at United and was useless and uh -huh. this is a big test for him because he plays in a French league which isn't that great and he's doing well but let's uh -huh. see now how he does against these better countries and uh -huh. see if he can earn a spot like at a big club and succeed yeah. like he thinks that he should be able to and obviously shows glimpses of yeah. Next question, though, for Nima, who I guess is just going to do what he wants. Anyway. Um, all right. So this Dutch team, we love them. We like them. Some people are kind of angry that they're back. But um, what, what about this Dutch team? What about their style of play makes them fun to watch? I mean, 
you know, they, they definitely have the, um, they come from that Dutch heritage of total football. You have a good blend of um, experienced players. Uh, you know, their back line, you have Daley Blind, who's, you know, in his late 20s. Of course, Virgil van Dijk. You have an experienced goalkeeper in, in Jasper Silsen. The middle is strong. I think maybe their only weak point, if there's any knock against them, it's actually their, their forwards, right? Uh, Depay has to come through. Uh, Babel's a bit older, Ryan Babel, but who knows? He has moments. You know, sweet they, hair. Sweet hair. Really sweet hair. Do love that hair. But, you know, they, they, they play a 4-2-3-1. So going forward, they're fairly flexible. And, you know, I think if, if the ball bounces their way, they should have a shot at, shot at the crown. But, you know, they, they're going to need their players who are sort of touch and go, like the Memphis Depays and the Ryan Babbles, to be consistent every game, um, especially okay. if they make it to the, to the later stages. Okay. That, so they're fun to watch um, mm-hmm. as you're just free-flowingly answering all of the questions at <laughs> once. Um, so piggybacking off that, which you kind of touched on already, but um, what are some of their weaknesses that I guess concern you or like, you know, maybe chinks in their armor where you think that they can improve upon? Yeah, that's a good, that's a great question. Uh, I Thank do. You. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, despite their showing against Belarus just the other day, uh, you know, they won four 0 but the Belarusians, frankly, uh, are are not that strong of a team. I I don't even recognize a single player on there. None of their players really play at the top five six leagues. So I think you know maybe the scoreline flattered the Dutch a bit. I'd like to see them against, you know, my concern against tougher uh, defensive oppositions, more organized teams would be, you know, how, how potent the front line is. Can the midfield chip in? I'm less worried about their defense. You know, they do have the experience of Blind and Van Dyke. Of course, they have uh, young Matthias De Ligt, uh, 19-year-old partnering uh, Virgil van Dijk. A uh, great mix of you know youth and experience. Uh, much less concerned about their backline, but scoring goals may be an issue for them. Um, okay, I agree with you. And as someone who has watched most of Blint's career, I, it, I mean, he can be had. Yeah, but, um, he doesn't the problem, have the pace. Yeah, and he's you know he's he plays all over. He's adaptable. He's great. But um, yeah, scoring goals, I agree. Will. Uh, all the pressure right now is on Memphis. And as we already spoke about, is he up to that amount of pressure? Can he deal with it? Yeah. Um, so to finish, one word answer, not in Nima's line of thinking, <laughs> but uh, one word answer. If the tournament was today, if Euro 2020 was today, which round would Dutch make it to? Semis. Great. Look out for them. Yeah. And then after that, anything goes. <laughs> well, I guess it's my turn now. Yeah, let's see if I can do a better job of sticking <laughs> to the rules. <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to be just fine. All right, Raj. So you're 2020. What's your team? 
Well, I'm going to talk to you about Portugal. Okay. Okay, first, who's your number one? Rank them for me. Who's, who's your favorite player? <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing. So I'm not going to talk about Ronaldo. Okay, um, okay. Because... Too obvious. It's not that it's obvious. It's that, yeah, obviously Portugal will go as far as Ronaldo really wants to take them. Um, he's one of the best players in the world. One of the best players of all time. Cool. So he's fine. I mean, he just took time off and just came back to Portugal right now just because he <laughs> felt like it. Um, so I'm going to just talk to you about three players that excite me and I really should be on your radar going from back to front, not necessarily in one, two, three order, but start with uh, Jao Cancelo. Mm-hmm. Um, love this guy right back for Juventus. I saw him in person uh, this past fall, September. Uh, saw him play. He's dynamic. He's amazing. He can play on either wing. Um, right now he's playing as a right back, but can actually play as a left back as well. Can also play on the right wing. Um, he's great. He's he's really someone who can get attacks going, and uh-huh. he tracks back, obviously, and gets back in position. And he has flair. He has that, that bit of sort of pomp to him. I really like him. And, you know, he's one of those sort of like classic right backs that can – cross the ball well and just do the little things that sort of link up the back with the attack, which is those are the type of fullbacks that you really want who can provide on both ends because, um, you know, if you can add a few goals here and there, these are like the extra things that you love in a fullback. Agreed. Proper fullback um, uh, reminds me a lot of like someone like Danny Alves. Same. Yeah. And he, and he's young. He's like 24. Yeah, he's 24 years old. I think he turns 25 like by the start of next season. So he'll be getting into his prime soon. But mm-hmm. he's already at Juventus. So it's not <laughs> like there's a lot of clubs that are going to be bigger than that coming in for him. Right. But um, Portugal need him. Um, he really steadies that back line. And he's getting a lot of great experience with Juventus. Love him. Next mm-hmm. player. We're going into the midfield, and I'm going to be talking about Bernardo Silva. Uh Not my guy when he plays (laughs) domestically, but um, a really interesting player. Um, You know, he's 24 as well, and he's coming into his own. He's been at City for two seasons. His first season wasn't great, and a lot of people wrote him off. Uh But it really just took him a full year to adjust to the Premier League, which is understandable, but like, he didn't really look that great. And then now, you know, he's, he's taken his time and he's become one of the best players in city, a team that's looking at four trophies right now. Uh Um, He's a big deal for Portugal because he can ease some of the leadership duties that Ronaldo sort of like bears all on his own. Uh And Silva's a superstar. He plays for Manchester city where there are other superstars that, gives you a certain level of just sort of like extra poise and you know the situation isn't going to be too big for him if Portugal find themselves in later stages and bigger matches um he dictates games he has it all he has he has that flair that you need but he's so great on the ball he's got that great he's got that great left foot yeah yeah I mean he's he's just incredible and that's what I'm saying he's a technical player but you know he can also dictate games um He's got a smart head on his shoulders. He was 
also, you know, even though he's 24, he was already on that 2015 to 2017 Monaco resurgence. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that team was stacked with stars from like Benjamin Mendy, who is now on uh-huh. City, Fabinho, now on Liverpool, Moutinho, he's at Wolves, uh, Bakayoko, he's at mm-hmm. Chelsea, but he's on loan at like 40 other clubs. Um, <laughs> Tomas Lemar, he's at PSG. Falcao, um, he was the skipper of that Monaco resurgent team, and mm-hmm. of course, some guy Kylian Mbappe, who might. Be <laughs> so Bernardo Silva, I love him. Um, mm-hmm. He's fun to watch, and um, he's key to Portugal really doing anything because defenders will just hone in on Ronaldo, so they I need agree. a little bit of superstardom to take the reins um, to spell Ronaldo a little bit, and. Yeah, lastly, I want to talk about a striker. Um, you know, Portugal haven't had great luck with out-and-out strikers mm-hmm. uh, for so many years. And I want to talk to you about Diogo Jota. He is He doesn't really start for Portugal, but I think he will. He's one that I think everybody should start watching and I think is the future of this Portuguese attack. He's 22. He plays for Wolves in England. Um, he's. I mean, he's. he's given them seven goals this season, which... For starting striker isn't a great return, but um, Wolves are surging. They're having a wonderful season. Um, I could talk about them for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, him and Andre Silva, who Portugal likes to start Andre Silva sort of as their nine and leave him sort of up front, flanked by Ronaldo. Um, obviously, you know, they rely on Ronaldo for the goals, but they do need a striker. And, um, Jota is that guy. He's young. Andre uh-huh. Silva also is just 23. He's at Milan. He's actually on loan right now at Sevilla. But he's he's not really working out like they want him to. So I think Jota is a better player. I think he'll have a better career. And I think he's getting great experience um, at Wolves because they're playing well. And he's surrounded by not just other Portuguese teammates in that Wolves side. Um, obviously, the manager uh, yeah. is Portuguese. But... Yep. Um, you know, he's he's coming into his own, and I think if he can get firing for Portugal, that's really what they need to take them to the next level. Like, they had this sort of down year. Like, they're the reigning champions of Europe in 2016, mm-hmm. but then there was this lull where there weren't people stepping up to the plate, and now these younger guys are now getting to the right age, like Cancelo at 24, Silva at 24, Jota at 22. You know, Silva... In the World Cup, just wasn't really that great. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think that he was a threat at all. But now he's 23, so he's getting to the right age. And these guys are playing for their clubs far more frequently, so they're getting experience. So I like him. You should watch him. He's awesome, and I think this alchemy that Portugal has makes them uh, pretty dangerous now that everyone's coming into their own. Yeah, I love the players that you've highlighted because, you know, you have. Uh, João Cancelo on the right side. Uh, Silva likes to cut in on his left foot. So, I mean, they'll basically uh, overlap a lot on the right side of the field. They should be able to help each other out. I think Jota can make a ton of runs, which will actually open up space for Ronaldo. He can use his youth. Um, I think those are fantastic players to highlight, but they need to perform. They can't just rely on Ronaldo. Um, Deffers. And those three are the ones to watch. What about the country style of play makes them fun to watch? 
Well, it's definitely their sort of attacking prowess, well-documented, obviously. Um, I think it's just fun to watch them going forward in general, but I think neutrals and Portuguese fans will just love watching Ronaldo try and do his thing. He's going to try and carry this team. Every time he gets the ball, people are really just waiting to see what he does. Um, one of the, my favorite new things of watching Ronaldo is just watching people loft the ball up and have him just hang in the air. <laughs> he's almost getting more airtime the older he gets. He's such a fucking monster. Yeah, he and really is. He's the best header of the ball in football history, bar none. I mean, I was watching Portugal play Ukraine. That ended nil-nil. It was a qualifier. And towards the end, Portugal, these like wingers and these fullbacks and the midfielders just started popping the ball up in the air. And Ronaldo <laughs> is like Michael Jordan. He's just up there for 30 minutes having a snack, having a cocktail, and then heading the ball and just trying to put it in the corners. You know, it's, it's almost like a comedy at this point. He's so incredible in the air. I mean, just look at the goals he scored against Atletico Madrid for Juve to get yeah. them to the next round of the Champions League. So I think that, like their attack, that style of play, you know, going through the big-time players like Silva, who I've already spoken about, watching Cancelo on the wing, um, just like up and down and putting the balls in the box, getting the balls to Ronaldo and just seeing what he can do. And, you know, maybe a striker comes up and helps him out, you know. That's yeah. going to be Andre Silva or Jota. It's like, yeah. you know, let's... It's just this sort of like mystery. Like, let's see what they can do now that they're all hitting their prime. And, you know, they already won a trophy. And that was not as good of a team as they have right now. So I, if I'm watching them, that's going to just be super fun to watch. Keep Ronaldo healthy and just watch him do his thing. Yeah. Seeing Ronaldo jump in the air every single time, you feel like there's vector. There's, there's force and there's direction. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just don't understand how he seems to be. I've seen him play live so many times, and I've just never seen him stay. He's getting better, and yeah. he's doing things like just jumping, and no one else is able to contest him. You know, it's not like he's got this cheat code, like other people can jump too. He's just better and like more athletic, and he's just a phenomenon. And, I'm just loving this sort of extra special attack mode that Juventus and Portugal are employing. Just like, oh, hey, the ball's in the air. It doesn't matter where it is. Yeah. It's like Odell Beckham Jr. Like Ronaldo just rolls up there, heads the ball, you know, yeah. gets into a celebration mode. Now, for a true, true fan of the game, um, if, if you put all allegiances aside, He's, it's just magnificent to watch. It's, it's, he's a once-in-a-never player, um, and, and we're all just I lucky. I mean, he's to... 34, and he's jumping like he was 17. <laughs> I don't think no, he, for sure. he's jumping. Yeah. The man can <laughs> essentially fly at this point. <laughs> right? Fabulous. Well, what worries you about them? Where do I begin, Nima? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the defense is a problem. Um, you know, you're starting two players who are at the opposite ends of their career. Pepe, there's no one in the world that's scared of Pepe from a football aspect. You know, he's dirty and he's probably 
more of a threat in that regard. <laughs> but he's older. He's obviously had a wonderful career. He's back in the Portuguese league. Yeah. And he's playing okay. But, you know, when you're playing like the bigger and better countries, you know, I think that central two of Pepe and Ruben Dias will be or could be a liability. I mean, I'm I'm looking for them to not do that. Like, mm-hmm. I think... But I think that they will be targeted. Um, Pepe still has some of the class and quality that got him through that historic Real Madrid career. But his partner, Ruma Diaz, is so young. He's at Benfica. He's playing well, but he's 21. You know, he'll be maybe 22 at the time of the tournament. That That's young, and there's a lot of pressure on him. And there's a lot of pressure for the backline period just because they know that they have Ronaldo and these stars up front that they are going to be looked at to not concede goals and try and help the attack out. Um, yeah. But, you know, they have experience. Rui Patricio in goal, I like him. He's playing at Wolves now too. Yep. And Guerrero on the left-hand side, he's adaptable. He plays for Dortmund, but he for Dortmund, he plays in midfield. Um, he plays as a left-back, uh, Rafael, mm-hmm. um, for Portugal. So at least on... The fullback aspects, I think that they are well covered and they have experience and they have players with quality. But I think it's that back two that will be their main weakness Yeah. Um, if they actually want to go and do things, yeah. retain their crown. Yeah, Pepe's 36 now, which for a center back is just tough. I mean, on pace alone, it's tough. Um, yeah. he'll, he'll, I mean, he'll, he'll need cover from the side backs. <laughs> Well, they'll also need someone to come in for him when he gets sent off five minutes into the game. <laughs> That's true. Because he'll punch someone in the face. For um, sure. Well, excellent. So, Raj, how far does Portugal go? One, one answer. One word. Hmm. Final. Woo! Damn. Okay. That's a bold statement. Before we wrap up the show, wanted to make a personal request to all of you listening. If you know people who are into the beautiful game, please, please spread the word. Uh, you can also subscribe on any of your favorite platforms, be it iTunes, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, you name it. We're there. Uh, leave us a review. Get in touch directly. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at forward slash HQ. Um, And of course, you can always sign up on our website, eterno.boutique. As always, we're beyond grateful for you tuning in. Uh, Without your support and your feedback, uh, we we wouldn't have this energy and passion to keep creating content for you guys. And on that note, peace. Peace.